This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season two, episode 20, new Cubs bullpen questions. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crawley, happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend. I did. Plenty of baseball to be watched. And now, Dustin, we are officially under two double digits. We're now nine days away from opening nine day. Nine days yeah. away. Nine days away from opening day. Crawley will be out there with all his folks, I imagine. Uh, absolutely. You know it. 23rd opening day in a row. 23rd opening day in a row. That is awesome. All right, Crawley, since the last time we got together, the Cubs have had five contests with one win, four losses, and a tie. Yeah, the Cubs have been a streaky team all spring. Uh, if you remember, they won their opener, but then they had like a four-game losing streak early in camp, and then they had like a nine-game winning streak uh, that was snapped actually when I was there versus the White Sox. And then yesterday they broke a five-game losing streak. So a little bit up and down. You know, the offense has been struggling, and the middle relief has not looked as sharp. Uh, on Thursday, the Cubs faced off against uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks and lost 3-1. I thought Drew Smiley had a really good start. He went 4.1 innings. He gave up three hits, two runs on on a two-run homer by Caleb Roberts, uh, gave up one walk and struck out four. The bullpen looked pretty solid. Uh, Brandon Hughes, who we need to talk about, did give up one run. Uh, The offense, on the other hand, not looking so good. Patrick Wisdom continued his hot spring going two for three with a double, and Cody Bellinger hit a solo home run. Uh, But the Cubs had a lot of offers, and they went 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position, 14 Ks, Dustin, that cannot happen. 14 Ks. No, 14 Ks is too much. Even if there is spring training, 14 Ks is too much. Just like allowing double-digit home runs is a pitcher in uh, spring training. Uh, is too many home runs, even though it's spring training. And, and, you know, when you think about strikeouts, you know, most of the time you think about power hitters, sluggers. You know what I mean? The Cubs aren't that, so they shouldn't have Ew. that many strikeouts. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Friday saw the Cubs play their second of three split squad games and they came away with a loss and a tie offense looked better, but the pitching struggled in these two games, especially the one at Sloan. Um, they definitely played their varsity lineup at Sloan. So the home fans had to have been happy because that was some, uh, that was a solid lineup. I do they, like that. I do like that. They did that. Even though I was pissed off because I always want them to put out the best lineup possible against the Sox, And that lineup they had against the Sox is like, who in the hell are these guys? 
right? And so, you know, it was cool for the people that were there. And so the offense scored seven runs on nine hits. Uh, Matt Mervis, back from his stint with the WBC, went uh, three for four with a double. Cody Bellinger was one for two with a triple and two RBIs. And Ian Happ, man, that guy's stock is rising. One for two with a double and a walk. The team went four for 12 with runners in scoring position and struck out seven times, but they walked five times. So all around a better performance by the offense. But Hayden Wisniewski had his first bumpy start of the spring, going 3.1 innings, giving up four hits, four runs, two walks, and six Ks. He didn't look as crisp, and his walk, and the walks definitely hurt him. He retired the first eight batters he faced before walk, walking Patrick Maseka in the third with two outs, and he gave up a single to Jason Hayward, of all people, before stifling out James <laughs> Outman to get out of the jam. Uh, but then in the fourth, he walked Trace Thompson to lead off the inning. Max Muncy singled, and then J.D. Martinez hit a three-run blast. So, you know, after the game, Hayden said, the walks are what killed me. That was it. Other than that, though, can't be too upset with the outing. Just need to lock in a little more. And I think that's a fair assessment, Dustin. You know, Yeah, you, you... totally fair. He's had a real nice spring. I am not worried about Hayden Wesneski at all. Right. And, and again, just with these young guys, it, it comes down to avoiding walks. It's the difference, you know, between being able to stay up in the majors all season long and then having to work on things in the minors is you, they're, they're not going to be able to put up with those walks. Um, against the White Sox at Camelback, Cubs roll out their JV lineup and tie the White Sox four to four. Jan Gomes, who's been heating up lately, was one for two and he hit a two run bomb for the Cubs. Edwin Rios is looking real nice, added a home, uh, another home run because that's what he does. And Sergio Alcantara hit a home run for the Cubs as well. So three home runs. Uh, you're, you're laughing about who's this guy. Cubs pitching did well. Cubs starter Nick Niedert, who signed a minor league contract this offseason with the Cubs, got the start, and he gave up a run in 2.2. Uh, Cam Sanders and Manny Rodriguez, they gave up a run, uh, as did Brandon Little. So you get the tie. Um, so... Not you okay with that? There. You okay with that? Is spring training is a yeah. uh, a paid customer for spring training? You're okay with a tie? You don't worry about the outcomes in spring training. You're going there to look at players. You're going there to to have some fun and drink some beers. You don't you don't worry about the tie. You don't okay. like it, but I don't I don't work. Like I said, this is not. You want everybody coming in healthy. You're not going to try to hurt anybody doing something you don't need to do. It's it's exhibition, right? Uh, on Saturday, though, the Cubs offense disappeared again, a 5-1 to loss against the Giants. Cubs only had three hits, Dustin. Patrick Grisdom with the double, and Edwin Rios had an RBI single. That was pretty much it. Adrian Sampson, I watched this game closely because I knew, you know, we talked about it on the last show as far as, you know, what he needs to do. He had his best start of the spring going 4.1 innings, giving up two hits, two runs on two hits, one walk and six Ks. But the most important thing is that he didn't give up any home runs. Uh, the first run was on some good small ball by the Giants, uh, you know, bunt uh, 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 that ended up also being an error on the play, scored a run. And then the other was kind of like a slicing double. And then Rucker gave up a single afterwards. So he was out of that game, but the run still charged to him. Um, Rucker didn't have a good game, but, you know, they asked Adrian Sampson after the game, you know, what he thought of the start, because clearly this is, you know, he had to, he had to have a good start. We talked about it and he, provided so this is what he had to say yeah i mean i've, I've always just dealt with my work i mean that, I, i'm getting so caught up in myself on w what can i do to get myself better and it's a great thing that these guys are pitching awesome because i mean we're gonna need everybody um all, all season you've seen it in the last couple of years how many pitchers we've thrown out there and when these guys are pitching well and, and their confidence is high like 
it's great for the Cubs. Like we want to win, and when you have seven, eight starters, nine starters that can that can go out there and compete and and not just like throw them in there and hope for, for the best. But those guys are are great pitchers. So the confidence that they have and they're building right now is just awesome for our team. And and there's nothing I can control. I'm just controlling myself. So it's great for. You, you know, that, that, that's the key. You know, you can't, you know, you know, the chatter's happening about Hayden Wisniewski and Javier Assad. All Adrian Sampson can do is, is do the best. And I think he had a really good outing. Like I said, he kept the ball down. He kept it from leaving the park. And, and it's going to be important, especially when we talk about some of the bullpen questions coming up that he had that good outing. Yeah, I think the key, like you mentioned, is that there were no home runs and that the strikeouts were up. So those are, those are two good things about that outing and walks were there, but not out of control. Um, he's a pretty level headed kid, right? I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty straight. He doesn't get high. He doesn't get low. It, it kind of seems to be a Cubs thing when they get their hands on guys, they're really trying to instill that. It seems they've got a lot of guys where the heartbeat just seems and, kind of and, 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 regular, right? Right, and 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 they made, they saw something that was causing an issue with the two, you know, with the two streams, two seam and four seam fastball with him. So you know, the Cubs are really good at kind of catching these things, and 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 you know, hopefully they, you know, this is just the beginning. I again, don't give up on Adrian Sampson just because the spring hasn't looked good. You know, sometimes these things happen, and you got to kind of fix whatever's going on. Um, on Sunday, the Cubs snapped their five game losing streak. Justin Steele took to the mound against the Padres. Last time in Mesa, the Cubs pitched a no-hitter when Steele was on the mound, but not the greatest start for Steele. He pitched three innings. He gave up four hits and one run, but an uncharacteristic five walks to go along with three strikeouts. And so, you know what, Dustin, um, when I when you think about it, he didn't have his best stuff. He knew it, and he still competed. Um you know, the bullpen looks sharp as well. Nick Birdie has really impressed me. Um, Keegan Thompson didn't give up any runs, but we got to talk about Keegan a little bit. But uh, this is what Justin Steele said after his start. Yeah, um, I was talking to Tommy and Rossi. I just kind of felt like I was moving underwater for most of the day and stuff. But, um, you know, I was constantly having to make adjustments and stuff out there. So that's just kind of one of the mountings I was dealing with today. But, you know, just got to move forward. Just got to make sure I'm, you know, firing on all cylinders, ready to go from pitch one. He was just telling me to take a deep breath, you know, I mean, as a catcher, and, you know, he's called me plenty of times. He's He can tell when something's off, something's going. He was the same thing. He just, uh, you kind of seems like you're moving a little slow underwater and stuff. So, like I said, that was just the adjustments I was making out there, was trying to get my body going and then making the adjustment from pitch to pitch. Yeah, you know, it was really clear if you watched it. He, he's, he liked the phrase underwater, um, but – yeah, it just he wasn't comfortable out there. It, it, it never was, heard, it was never heard that. I never heard that reference before. The underwater, the underwater reference. I read, I read that statement. I believe on Twitter yesterday afternoon, and then hearing it there, um, it, it, it made me scratch my head yesterday and today. It's making me laugh. Yeah, I mean, it just everything was just a little bit off. It was just a little bit slow. You could see he was uncomfortable. You just he never really got settled, you know. So. Here, you know what? Here's the thing. You're going to have those outings. I think it was John Lester that talked about, and I know other pitchers have talked about it in the past. You know, you know, if you have, let, let, let's say you have 30 starts, right? You're going to have 10 where you're going to have some really, really good stuff, and you're going to have 10 where you don't have good stuff, and you're going to have 20, 10 that are going to kind of be in between. 
but it's how you do when you don't have your good stuff that really is going to make a big difference. Sometimes you're going to have to sit there and figure out a way to do it, even if you're not feeling great. And I thought he had an okay outing. Definitely not his best. You know what I mean? Yep, not his best, not his worst. Can always do better. Uh, he could always do worse. I, again, I, I'm not worried about Justin Steele either. He, he's gotten in a ton of work. Uh, I think he'll be just fine. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Right. And for eight innings, the Cubs' only offense came once again from Jan Gomes. Uh, he had a solo home run and an RBI single. You know, two runs, again, that's what's kind of made me nervous is that it was fun with because what's going to happen here is that the game is tied going into the ninth 2-2. Don Nunez drew a leadoff walk, Nick Magical single, and then Nelson Velasquez right back from the WC hits a three-run blast. The Cubs walk it off, you know, 5-2, uh, to two, and it snaps their losing streak. And so, uh, you know, I just sat there, and, and I was happy that they won. But just, you know, a couple little issues is you're seeing that the offense is struggling, and that's – that's what we've been talking about all off season is that, the, you know, where the run's going to come from, especially when they struggle, you know what I mean? Who's going to break them out of that. Yeah. Who's and the so, slump buster, right? Who's the slump buster. Right. You know, that, that, that was a really nice thing. We got to talk about the bullpen, Dustin, because four starters we talked about last week, Stroman, Tyone, Smiley, and Steele. Fifth starter up in the air was Niski Assad and Samson. We didn't really kind of hit too much on the bullpen last episode. And then that's kind of where we got to kind of focus our attention on real, you know, real quick here. You know, the Cubs made some free agent acquisitions this off season, Brad Boxberger. We know he's a veteran presence. We know he's a lock for the bullpen. Um, Michael Fulmer and Julian Merriweather. Those are the type of guys that the Cubs have really done well turning around and, and either trading for assets or you could keep them if you're having a good season. Right. Um, Rowan Wick and Michael Rucker were with the team last year, and I think they're going to break camp. And uh, Albert Edward Alzelais looked like one of the best relievers I've seen as far as the bullpen this season. He's looked phenomenal after missing most of the season last year with an injury. Um, so if you kind of do the math on that, that's six bullpen guys. That leaves you with two more spots. Now, if you asked me a week and a half ago, Dustin, who's in those two spots, I would have said Keegan Thompson, long man. You know, he had a lot of success there last year. And Brandon Hughes, right? Only lefty. I think Ross used him a lot in high leverage situations last year. Um, but it's been a strange spring for Keegan and, and Hughes. And I feel like their spots might be a little bit more doubt than they were about a week, week and a half ago. Um, Keegan was really clutch last year. He, you know, the Cubs had a bunch of injuries in the starting rotation. I thought he did well as a starter. 
Um, he started the year as a multi-inning reliever. You know, Brandon Hughes was called up with Christopher Morrell uh, in May and ended the season with eight saves, 3.12 ERA over 57 appearances. If you remember, Dustin, the Cubs were really deliberate about both pitchers and they were concerned about the workload last year and they didn't appear in the early spring training games. You know, Keegan came in later and then uh, Brandon Hughes followed afterwards, but Hughes has pitched in four innings. He's given up five hits, three runs, one hit batter, three walks, and only two Ks. Um, as far as Keegan is concerned, he's looked better than Brandon. If you look at the box score, things look okay, right? He's pitched four innings. He's given up one hits, no runs, two walks, and five Ks. But there has been a notable decrease in his velocity. Last season, Keegan's fastball averaged around like 93, 94 miles an hour. And this spring, he's just, you know, hitting 90, 91, and occasional 92. And so when you see that dip in velocity, you start to ask yourself, okay, is this injury-related? Is he not ramped up enough yet? I don't know, Dustin, but I, I get very nervous when I see velocity drops. Well, as you say, definitely something to keep an eye on. Definitely something the next time we have Tommy Hadavi on with Molly and Haw. He's on every other week. We will definitely ask Tommy to give us an opinion on that one as well. Um, but what about the, the, the guy or two that doesn't get the fifth starter spot? Uh, you know, what, what are you thinking about those guys as far as the bullpen? Are you thinking they're better served going down to the minors and being completely stretched out crowd? Well, you know, it's very possible that, you know, both Keegan Thompson and Brandon Hughes start in the minors. And so if that happens, Mark Leiter, you don't have any lefties if Hughes is not in the bullpen. And so Mark gotta have, Leiter, you got to have one, I think. I think you got to have one. You know, unless you're going to make a free agent signing, I don't know who that would be. Now, Mark Leiter Jr. has good reverse splits. He pitches really well against lefties, so that might work. You're asking about the guy that doesn't get the fifth starter spot. So, you know, with Wisniewski, uh, Wisniewski, Assad, or Samson, let, let's say uh, Hayden gets it. Let's, you know, right now he's probably, boy, I can't, I don't know. I hate to say it because Assad's looked great too. So, he's looked great. you know, he's looked really great. Right. But from the comments David Ross has made about uh, Javier Assad, he kind of likes him because Javier in the World Baseball Classic has been really doing that piggyback role. And that was the role that Keegan had last year and what he was kind of slated for this year. So I could see Hayden getting that fifth starter spot, putting Assad in as the um, long man and then going with uh, Samson in the minors. So that's what I could see. But again, that the two spots then would have to be Assad and Mark Leiter Jr. And then Samson goes down and Wisniewski gets the fifth starter spot. That's the way I kind of see it right now. Okay. Uh, you know, it's not, I'm not clicking my heels over that one, Crowley, but okay. We got a week, we got a week left. So, you know, things, things can still they happen. Only need, but... they, they only need four starters to start the season. They don't need five right off the bat. Correct. You know, so few other Cub notes, the Cubs reassigned five players from the big league camp, bringing their totals down to 51 players. Okay. Jeremiah Estrada and Caleb Killian have been optioned to triple a, our guy, Caleb optioned. Caleb, uh, he was on the Fly the W podcast. So was Jeremiah Estrada. I think Jeremiah Estrada, when it comes to bullpen guys, he he was one of the most impressive. I have a feeling you're going to see him in Chicago sooner rather than later with Caleb. I think they're still going to work some things with him, you know, to try to you know see if he can really you know progress to be a number maybe number three starter, you know. But Jeremiah Estrada, I think, is going to be very. It's not going to take long for him to be on the big league roster. 
uh, some non-roster invitees, Bailey Horn, Eric Stout, and, and Nick Neidert, who start against the White Sox. They're, they are assigned to minor league camp. And some good news as far as uh, Saya. He's continuing to work his way back from injury. Uh, he's doing some more hitting drills, throwing medicine balls against the ground, playing catch at deeper lengths now. So, you know, you don't want him to rush his way back, but it's good to see that he's making some progress, um, you know, as, as, as far as coming back from that oblique injury. I just hate oblique injuries, Dustin, just because those are ones that should get retweaked so easily, you know? Super easy, especially with the cold weather and overswinging, trying to trying to jump back and jumpstart things. So, yeah, you got to be real careful with that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 